Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapter 6 called Holy, Holy, Holy. Father, it's good to be together and it's good to uh, pray, open the eyes of my heart, Lord, I want to see you, to see you high and lifted up. And uh, Lord, when we see you for who you really are, it reminds us of who we are and the great lengths that you've gone to to save us. And then it really amazes us that Psalm 8 is what comes to mind when, when I consider the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have ordained. What is man that you are even mindful of him? Lord, that's amazing that you love us when we see who you really are, that you've condescended to love us in such an amazing way. And so tonight, give us spiritual eyes to see who you are, Lord. Let us have a vision like Isaiah had in this chapter. Let us see the Lord. Let us see you for who you are and what you say about us and commission us, touch our mouth, touch our hearts, Lord. Because we not only want to see you, but we want to be like you. And the beauty of your promises are that you want to transform us into the image of your son so that as we go out into this world, we can bring transformation because you're living through us. You came uh, to save us, and to live through us. And so tonight we just pray that we would get out of the way and that you would speak to us, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah 6, verse 1. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. You might want to... If you, it, Yeah, it could be. I was just waiting for a little dramatic music and I got it. If you, can, if you can switch your cell phones to stun, that would be awesome. <laughs> in the year that King Uzziah died, or in the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord. How many of you can say that there was a year in your life when someone died and you saw the Lord? Uh, you may have been sitting at a memorial service, you may have contemplated both the loss of that loved one and your own mortality. And you could say, in the year of this person's death, I saw the Lord. Maybe I saw the Lord for the first time. Some of you can say, in the year that this child was born, I saw the Lord. Maybe you realized how incredibly precious life is and how much life is really and not about you and a child came into the world and you saw, you know what, I have an amazing responsibility here and there's something divine in this process that is so profound that, that I've seen the Lord. And maybe for a lot of you, and I hope that this is the case, that you can say, I saw the Lord in the year that Michael Lance died or put your name in the blank because that's really when you see the Lord. I'm not talking about your physical death. I'm talking about dying to yourself. I think that's when you see the Lord for who he really is 
and what he wants to do in your life. And Isaiah had a moment like this in his life. Many believe that he was worshiping in the temple, and he had a moment where he saw the Lord. This was beyond just um, seeing the Lord in terms of seeing the word of God or a truth about God. He saw, literally saw the Lord. Have you ever had a moment when you've been in worship and something's going on and it's, and it's about God, but then you've had a moment where everything just seems to go, and all of a sudden you're, you seem like you're closer to the Lord than you've ever experienced before. And I don't know about you, but for me, those are times that um, I'd like them to be more often, but they seem to be relatively rare. But when they happen, it's almost as if God is like right here, right next to my face, speaking words of wisdom and love to me. Sometimes it's him giving me insights into scripture. Uh, This last weekend, I had a moment uh, and I was at a conference and there was something going on that... I didn't expect the Lord to speak to me the way he did, but man, it just seemed like everything for a few moments um, just became about that face-to-face spiritual encounter with God, and I just felt like ideas were just flowing. Have you ever had that experience where it's just like you're just seeing the Lord in a new way, and he's showing you insight and uh, depth into his person that you just can't know uh, besides having a spiritual experience like that? And so Isaiah was a man that was religious, and obviously he was a man in the temple. He was a man worshiping, but sometimes you can be going through the things that you normally do, and then all of a sudden God will do something to surprise you. He will open up a spiritual eye to you, and you'll be able to see him. And some of you have been able to mark that in some real heavy times. It could have been in the year that someone died. It could have been... Uh, maybe when something profound happened in terms of a new life. And it could have been in a year when you really realized that you had to die. That's really uh, words that I've shared with you before, where George Mueller, uh, the man who saw a lot of miracles through prayer, through his orphanage and so forth, he basically said that's when he began to see God work when George Mueller died. And so in the year that King Uzziah died, or in the King of U- uh, year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a throne. Now, Uzziah was the king. He was the human king. He reigned for 52 years. His reign began, I believe, at the age of 16. He was known basically as a good king. He did a lot of good things. Um, The end of his life, he messed up, and we'll talk about that. But in a time when Isaiah saw a good king die, he saw another king very much alive. And what he saw in the year of King Uzziah's death is the Lord sitting where? On a throne. Now we think of a king when we think of a throne. And sometimes in times of loss or difficulty, we often encourage one another as Christians. We'll say, you know, the Lord is on the throne. And what we mean by that is God's in control even though we feel out of control. And we'll say, I know the Lord's on the throne despite dot, dot, dot. Well, that's really what Isaiah was experiencing here. A good king had died. It was a heavy time for the nation. The nation had seen a lot of prosperity under Uzziah. And now he was dead. And sometimes when something radical, uh, humanly speaking, takes place, when a leader dies that's been there for a long time, imagine 52 years with the same king. It would be like having the same president for 52 years. I mean, you'd get used to that person's rule, especially if they were a good person. 
and all of a sudden they're taken from you. And you have to ask yourself the question, what was Isaiah's train of thought? Did he go into the temple saying, Lord, what do we do now? What's, what's the direction of the nation now? And I think in the vision, God said, let me give you a glimpse of what's really going on, Isaiah. Because in the year that that king died, I'm still reigning. I'm on my throne. And despite how rulers and leaders change and how people are born and die and um, how significant that can be for our lifetime, I think God's saying to all of us, I always reign. I'm always on the throne. So whenever you're wondering, you're going through a difficult season, you're wondering, maybe you feel a little out of control. Maybe you look at the world sometimes, you look at news reports and you're wondering, you know, like a lot of us, Lord, what is going on? Things seem out of control. I think that's the time when you need to maybe get on your knees a little bit more and say, Lord, give me a vision again of who really rules this whole thing. And I think what you'll see is that the Lord is on his throne and he is lofty and exalted, and the train of his robe fills the temple. He is God. I want you to hold your finger in Isaiah and go to Second Chronicles. So you're going to go towards the book of Genesis, pass up uh, Nehemiah, and you'll get to Second Chronicles. What you want is chapter 26. I'm going to show you some things about King Uzziah. It does say in Second Chronicles 26.1, that he was 16 years old and he was made king in the place of his father Amaziah. And then it tells a lot of things about the king. This is 2 Chronicles 26. Um, he became king at 16. He reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. This is verse 3. His mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. He did right in the sight of the Lord, 2 Chronicles 26.4, according to all that his father Amaziah had done. He continued to seek God in the days of Zechariah. He had a prophet that was guiding him, which was a good thing, who had understanding through the vision of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God prospered him. Uh, brethren, brothers and sisters, you need to mark that. As long as he sought the Lord, what did God do? God prospered him. That is a principle that is undeniable for any Christian. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. As he sought the Lord, God prospered him. But something happened. Skip down to verse 16. He did a lot of great things. You can read about it later in your own devotions. But when 16, he became strong. His heart was so proud that he acted corruptly. And he was unfaithful to the Lord his God. For he entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. And then Azariah the priest entered after him with 80 priests of the Lord, valiant men, and they opposed Uzziah the king and said to him, it is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. This is only for the priests. But for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense, you have left what you are supposed to be doing. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have been unfaithful and will have no honor from the Lord God. But Uzziah, with a censer in his hand for burning incense, was enraged. And while he was enraged with the priest, the leprosy broke out on his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord beside the altar of incense. And if you know anything about leprosy, and there was a woman who uh, made a presentation this last weekend at the conference, and she talked about meeting a woman who was leprous, and she had stumps 
her hands and her nose was rubbed off. You lose all sensitivity. Leprosy is a type of sin because sin makes you insensitive even to what you are doing to yourself. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Merry Christmas from Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team. We're so grateful to all of our partners who partner with Walk in Truth. Since last year, our listener partnerships have grown. Last Christmas, we let our listeners know it cost over $150,000 a year to fund this ministry. That includes radio airtime, podcasting, promotion, equipment, supplies, and one part-time staff member. At this time last year, we were excited to report listener support had reached 25% of our overall budget. The rest is funded by Living Truth Christian Fellowship Church funds. Now that has grown to 31%, and because of that, we have added Walk in Truth to three more radio stations, where more people have had a chance to hear these teachings. We could still use your help, too. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that I rarely do this, and I'm not necessarily even comfortable asking for finances, but the reality is that this program has to pay for radio airtime and what we do, and it's a blessing to partner with what you believe in, with the gospel ministry that hopefully has been a blessing to If that's you, would you please consider giving an end-of-the-year tax-deductible donation? Please give a one-time gift on behalf of you, your family, or business. You can help us pay for airtime for the radio station or podcast app you listen to. Visit walkintruth.com and click on Donate. That's walkintruth.com. Click Donate. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. And will have no honor from the Lord God. But Uzziah, with a censer in his hand for burning incense, was enraged. And while he was enraged with the priest, the leprosy broke out on his forehead before the priests in the house of the Lord beside the altar of incense. And if you know anything about leprosy, and there was a woman who made a presentation this last weekend at the conference, and she talked about meeting a woman who was leprous, and she had stumps for hands, and her nose was rubbed off. You lose all sensitivity. Leprosy is a type of sin because sin makes you insensitive even to what you are doing to yourself. The amazing thing about this woman with leprosy is she would raise her stumps and praise to God. She said, I may not have much to offer, but what I have, I'm going to offer to him. She was a Christian with leprosy. And this was a judgment from the Lord because this man who at one time was prospered because he sought the Lord now was judged by the Lord. He went in and when the priest tried to save him, if you have some friends who go after you and say, you are not doing this right, get out of here now, you might want to listen. Because he was enraged, because he was proud, the Lord dealt with him. And the Lord gave him leprosy. It broke out on his forehead before the priest and the house of the Lord beside the altar of incense. Just keep that in mind. And Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked at him, and behold, he was leprous on his forehead. And they hurled him out of there. And he himself also hastened to get out because the Lord had smitten him. And King Uzziah was a leper to the day of his death. And he lived in a separate house, being a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. And Jotham, his son, was over the king's house, judging the people of the land, kind of like a viceroy in the stead of his father. Now the rest of the acts of Uzziah, first to last, the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, has written. So Uzziah slept with his fathers, and they buried uh, him with his fathers, 
in the field of the grave which belonged to the kings. For they said, he is a leper. And Jotham, his son, became king in his place. Go back to Isaiah. It's kind of like as Uzziah went, the nation went. We've heard that said before about sometimes sports teams. As this player goes, so goes the team. You know, they, they seem to do well when he performs, and when he doesn't, they don't do well. And in the same way, the nation followed the, the decisions of their leader. When he was seeking the Lord, the nation prospered with him, but they didn't handle the prosperity well. And we've seen that happen over and over again, just in the, the truth of who humanity is. We don't seem to handle prosperity really well. Prosperity for most people goes to their head and they get proud and that's a word that is such a dangerous word for mankind because pride goes before destruction. We all know it. A haughty spirit before a fall. And so this king got to a point where he he didn't settle for just the role that God had given him. He wanted to do something else and you know, a lot of the pagan kings thought that they were somehow divine and that they should be able to do uh, even supernatural feats. And somehow it had gone to the king's head, and Uzziah paid the price. He lived in a separate house. His, king, his uh, son had to rule in his stead. But in that year that he died, traumatic to the nation, Isaiah saw the Lord. The train of his robe was filling the temple. You know, you are the temple of the Lord in the New Testament. There is no physical temple today. There There's going to be one constructed. We'll see if it happens in our lifetime. But you are the temple of the living God. And what you want is the train of his robe filling the temple. Be ye kept being filled with the Holy Spirit. I use that metaphorically. You get the point. You want God to fill your temple. You want him to be in control. And the way that that happens, the way that you prosper spiritually is you seek the Lord. There is no magic pill that you can take to be a strong Christian. A strong Christian is made when you seek the Lord. When you go to his word, when you put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. There's no magic key. There's no secret formula. You must go to his word and you must go into his presence. And if you seek the Lord, you will prosper spiritually. And if you don't, You won't. That's the bottom line. And so when Isaiah sees the Lord in this incredible vision in the year of the king's death, he sees him sitting on a throne. He's lofty. He's exalted. The train of his robe is filling the temple. And he sees something else going on. He sees seraphim, verse 2. They stood above him, each having six wings. That's a creature we've not seen before. With two he covered his face, With two, he covered his feet, and with two, he flew. These seraphim literally mean the burning or the burning ones, and they are there in the temple of the Lord, serving the Lord. Seems to be a very active place. These are the attendants of the Lord, much like a human king would have people attending to him while the heavenly king has angels that attend to him. And there are those who have studied the Hebrew here and looked at these creatures and concluded that these are the worship leaders of heaven. Because you'll see that they sing an antiphonal praise, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. 
They sing to the Lord. And so these may be the worship leaders in heaven. I'll just let you chew on that a little bit more. But they are there. They stood above him. They have these wings and they, they fly around. Uh, this throne room is a busy place and it's filled with one thing that we know uh, eternity will be filled with. It's filled with worship. They are awesome, powerful beings and they are there uh, serving the Lord and they are quite a contrast to the king who has just died because he has turned his back on the Lord. Now maybe he repented after he had leprosy, but they are incredible, amazing beings and they in many ways mock humanity because these incredible beings sing praises all day long to God. The fruit of their lips is giving thanks to his name and a lot of human beings won't even go to church for an hour on Sunday. And so in many ways, they are a a stark contrast. As mighty as they are, the Talmud sees in these creatures four primary forms of life in God's creation. You can reference Revelation 4, where we think they may be the same creatures, and also uh, Ezekiel 1. It is also noted that the 12 tribes of Israel camped under these four banners. These four could also represent the four Gospels and There are the four faces and so forth that that are uh, on these uh, creatures. And I'll let you dig that out a little bit more. Revelation 4 and uh, Ezekiel 1. And they called to one another. They called out to one another. And they said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. God is worthy of worship because God is holy. You've been listening to Holy, 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 Part 1 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapter 6. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about Walk in Truth, our church, and the events and studies we have going on, then download our free Living Truth app from your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, Isaiah chapter 6 moves us right into the throne room of God. And when King Uzziah died, in the very year that that happened, when a good king died, Isaiah saw the Lord. I mentioned in the message that oftentimes when we go through a trial, a heavy loss, for example, the Lord will reveal himself often in new ways to us. And that's what happened to Isaiah. He got a a vision of the throne room of God. And the message was, even though a good king has died, I'm on my throne, Isaiah, and I'm not going anywhere. And that may be a word to someone who's listening right now. Maybe you've gone through a tough time. Maybe you know this Christmas season hasn't been the best for you because you've suffered some losses. And hey, I get it. But what you need to know is that the Lord is on the throne and he is holy and the whole earth is full of his glory and he has not forgotten about you. You know, we're going to get into a later chapter in Isaiah chapter 40 where the people of Israel feel like the Lord has forgotten them, but he says, no, can a mother, nursing mother forget her child? I name every star and I know you by name. I have not forgotten you. So my brother, my sister, maybe you're a non-Christian right now. You know, he's a prayer away and he hasn't gone anywhere. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father interceding for his people. He loves you. 
and he will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. Well, this is Walk in Truth, and this is Pastor Michael Lance. And hey, if you don't know the Lord yet, if this vision of heaven has brought you a little nearer to saying, you know what, this is, I need the king. I need my creator. It makes sense. The only way my life is going to be make sense is to know my creator. It's something like this, Lord Jesus, I believe that you lived the perfect life that I could never live. I believe you died on the cross. Pray if it, pray it if it's you. If you're driving, just keep your eyes open. The Lord will hear you. I believe you died on that terrible cross for me, that you rose from the dead, and that you're in heaven right now interceding for me. I believe you're coming again. And I'm going to place my faith in you right now as my Lord, my Savior, my God, and my King. I repent of my sin and I receive you. And I ask you to help me to follow you all the days of my life and to serve you as you deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we would love to know. You can reach out to us at walkintruth.com. There's a way to communicate us, communicate with us through that website, walkintruth.com. And you can also partner with us there. But hey, if you're a brand new believer and you need help with finding a church or you need resources, please let us know. We'd love to help you. Walkintruth.com. Hey, more on Isaiah 6 tomorrow. Holy, holy, holy. We'll get there and um, let a friend know about what you're hearing. And I look forward to meeting you here right here tomorrow on Holy Ground. (laughs) God bless you. We'll see you then. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapter six called Holy, Holy, Holy. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.